This is the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. The story so far, Abby's taken a tumble down the stairs of a miserable uh, sort of bedsit uh, after a small tussle with Polly, who's discovered where she's living. Lynn is falling hard for Charles. And uh, Jan is having second thoughts over Ken, but too sure. Anyway, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! And we are dusting down that glorious, glorious yachty drama from the 1980s that is Howard's Way. This episode first aired on the 24th of November, 1985. What does IMDb say about this episode, Rob? Well, Jonathan, IMDb <laughs> says, A distraught Polly watches as Abby is taken away by ambulance. Jan shares with Tom her fears about Lynn's infatuation with Frere. Lynn hears gossip, suggesting Frere was once involved with Polly. Frere cancels a date with Lynn Polly and Leo await word on Abby, who undergoes emergency surgery. Kate refuses to hold Tom responsible for all of the recent events in the Howard family. When Abby rejects her mother, Polly blames Leo and vows to make him pay. Avril confirms for Tom that Frere is bad news. The manufacturers visit the mermaid yard. Polly begs Gerald to talk with Abby. Lynn tells Tom that Jan hasn't been spending all of her nights at home. Avril receives a job offer. The Shellet Rolf court hearing gets underway. Lynn makes a shocking discovery aboard Frere's yacht and suffers a terrible accident as she runs along the jetty. <gasps> and that ends the podcast for today. We'll be back next January. <laughs> So, there, this was the final episode the of final, Series 1. The final, final episode um, and by, of Series 1. Uh, yeah, and in, in the delicious 1980s, this was a mon- there was a monumental cliffhanger on this episode. Well, there's more than one. There's, there's, multi- there's, there's multiple the cliffhangers. The key one is the jetty one. There's like, splosh! Um, so, uh, so, there's so much happening in this episode. It's a busy old episode. It is a busy episode. I mean, it was really, really good because they've obviously... I love... What I absolutely adore about Howard's Way is... Everything. Everything, obviously. Obvs. We are Howard's Way life through and through. We are, I've got my Ken Masters cardigan. We've got our Howard's Way mugs on their way from the printers. Woohoo! Woo! You'll be able to see them on social media at yeah. Auntie Dust. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so, link in show notes. <laughs> so, 
But, oh my God. So it's the episode starts with um, the ambulance arriving and Abby screaming at poor Polly. I really feel sorry for Polly because she, I mean, she didn't do anything wrong. It was bloody Abby pulling away. I mean, she, did, she just put her it's hand her out. Own, it's her own damn fault that she fell down the stairs. I mean, she started hey, carting down. Yeah, she, she, she probably got a sort of a, a leg twisted on one of the bloody dungarees. <laughs> dungarees. <laughs> they were god-awful dungarees, weren't yes, they? I was yeah. just like... They needed, I... they needed an ambulance of their own, really. <laughs> yes. I think they were beyond... Fashion police. I think they were beyond help, though. <laughs> you had Claude and Jad with some cutting scissors and Claude some sparkle. And... <laughs> just yeah. to jazz them up a little bit. Claude and Jeanne. <laughs> oh, sorry. Abby is, like, rocking these sort of, like, green and common feminists. Well, I, I was thinking the 1970s uh, play school, personally, but... Um... <laughs> God, just think how many manic depressed kids you'd have if, if, Abby was, if the character Abby from yeah. series one. Not, Although, so, <laughs> not so much manic, but definitely depressed. <laughs> just very depressed. <laughs> they look as, as miserable as some paper mache sort of pencil holder. Pencil yeah. case did you ever make a pencil? Did you, ever, did you make any paper mache at school? Did I make paper, ma- paper mache? Uh, yeah. Uh, probably. I remember, I remember doing something with balloons. Sticking gummy paper onto balloon onto balloons would that be would that be the sort well, of thing? Well, I mean, that you're I, I suppose they, they did do did, did do that. I and I, well, I made I, I actually I made a really really nice uh, pencil uh, pencil sort of pencil pot uh, for my pencil for my art desk. Um, it was oh. meant to be a globe. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it was meant to be a globe. However, it sort but of it all it, went horribly it, wrong. It, it was a little bit big, and then it's <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it, it turned into a really good pot. And I did actually use it up until oh, about fourteen, fifteen, when it sort of had, melted. <laughs> it had an accident with a bottle of cola. Coca-Cola. Oh, it dissolved. It dissolved. Oh, no. <laughs> so I remember uh, I was in, in um, metalwork making a, a rope winder. A rope winder? Why would you want a rope winder? I have no idea. What is, What's a, rope? My... What is a rope winder? Well, it's it's a thing that you wind a rope around. I, I mean, I can imagine that on a boat. Would you see Would you see a rope winder on a boat? No, I, I don't. I don't know. I was so what did you do with your rope winder? I, I didn't you just do like playing with it hours on end in your bedroom. I didn't do. I didn't do anything with it. It's like I, early model I cable tie it, holder. I brought it home and showed my mum, and she <laughs> said, "That's lovely, dear." And then that was. It. I also made a teapot uh, stand from a, a a ceramic tile. Oh, how, what's a how, how different is a teapot stand to a to a tile? Do you have to put legs on it or something? Yeah. Well, you sort of put a, a metal, not a metal, a, a wooden frame around the tile, then put four rubber feet on it, and then you put your teapots on it. Was it ever used? I imagine it probably was once or twice. But, but the, the problem is that, that predispos... Pre, pre, um, you know, that's... I can't understand the word... Um, that suggests that we used a lot of teapots in our house, and we were very much a a a, a teabag in a in, in, in a, a mug, mug family rather than a teapot family. So it wasn't really it was a bit too middle class for us. All oh, right, oh, we, we we did we we had we, ha- we had the I did weave a scarf. Oh, that's useful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We had a school scarf. 
school well, scarf. Well, one school, one scarf for the whole school. Yeah, it was it was very big. It was just like it was <laughs> chaining together. No, um, we had the school school. Yeah, we had a school scarf. We had a school, school scarf and and um, it was part of the school uniform and the, and the school cap. We didn't have a cap. We drew the line at a cap, but we had a scarf. Sort of the blazer cap, and we had the shorts for the first couple of years. Then we went to long trousers. <laughs> It's bloody oh, chilly, chilly winter. I could imagine. No, no. We didn't have we didn't have uniform shorts. We Did just not? no. Oh. Except for for PE, obviously. But yeah. um, we didn't have. We weren't expected to wear shorts. Short shorts. Short shock. Short shorts. <laughs> no, hot pants. Hot pants. Yes, yeah. gold lame. Yeah, That's it's part what? of the uniform, but it's a bit outdated. <laughs> So this, so we've, so we, we've digressed over from Abby's dungarees. So um, she gets carted off to the hospital. Leo goes in the ambulance with her. Polly goes to go into the ambulance, but but, but yeah. Abby's going. But Abby, no, I've never Abby seen does, this so bloody animated. Yeah, Abby does her exorcist impersonation. It was. It all needed some pea soup. Yeah, I, I really felt sorry for for Polly. I really yeah. did. I wonder if I wonder if that vending machine that they got that god awful looking coffee from. I wonder if that dispensed pea soup. <laughs> Possibly, but it was really weird when the when the ambulance pulled away. It sort of Polly, obviously for effect, sort of ran after ran a little bit. It. But the minicab was a little bit further behind. Surely you would just turned around and gone to the minicab. Also, she was distraught, Jonathan. She, didn't know she what was she emoting. Was, she did not know what she, she was not, emoting. She did not know how to act. But Polly was emoting. So she really, did it badly. She, what? Polly was emoting really well. She emoted like she emoted like nobody, nobody else. nobody's business. Also, the dress was emoting as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not. The dress, I'm not, I'm not uh, convinced. Uh, I don't think that came from Perry Plue. No, it wouldn't come from Perry Plue. That dress. It was it was okay. However, the way the position of the flower, it looked like she was having a period and didn't have a tampon. <laughs> Tampax. That's how it is. <laughs> As a raging homosexual. Yeah. I get you refer to those documentaries. Yes, yeah. We prefer to make our own arrangements outside so, of life. But it was a really unfortunate position yeah, in the groinal it, area. It wasn't a it wasn't a great dress. No. It, it wasn't it wasn't the, the cut the cut of it was really nice on Yeah, It was just some badly positioned I wouldn't it wouldn't win marks on the Great British sewing bee, would it? No, that like no on the start sewing bit it would be really Mark down, so it'd be like mm. no. So, the li- the little scary one would definitely mark that one down on the sewing bee. <laughs> I can't wait for the sewing bee for Christmas special. That's the one good thing for Christmas, isn't it? Raw, <laughs> the rest Hurrah. of it's crap. Uh, <laughs> they, should, they should just do the entire rerun of the entire Howard's Way back catalogue for. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, <laughs> Boxing Day. That would be amazing. No, it's just like it would be something. So that yeah, I mean, I'm not convinced. Amazing I mean, is the word. Like 13, 13 episodes per thing. So there's about forty five minutes an episode. So yeah, we could probably yeah. That, that's that's three three days, yeah. and you've got enough time to wedge in the Queen's speech and a bit of news and yeah. the, the sort of the, and the a travel. suicide attempt. <laughs> Shush. I'm sure after all that that it it'd be a marvelous proposition. Everyone would be going out and buying buying boats in the January sales and frocks, <laughs> frocks from Perry Blue. <laughs> so <laughs> they go to the hospital and mugs from Antique Dust. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Antique Dust with Perry Blue. <laughs> so, but they go to the hospital and 
It's a, it's a rather <laughs> dreary... It's rather empty I mean, as well. Well, it is, People, people in the 80s... You, that's how well, we didn't go to hospital in the 80s. We were we were far more robust than these softies these days. Well, they sent the kids to it's like health and safety hazard emergency yeah. sort of adventure yeah. playgrounds, yeah. didn't they? But I think it's a feature of 80s dramas set in hospitals, actually, is how empty the hospitals are. Because if you look at reruns of Casualty from this, from this era and compare them to modern day representations of hospitals they're empty yeah there's so no one in there can't afford all the extras so there was a moment in, in the hospital it's, there's an odd an odd directorial choice <laughs> yes. i would put it that way leo leo hands bolly a sort of this disappointing cup of uh polystyrene not polystyrene it wasn't even polystyrene it was just like, just landfill plastic, killing plastic. a whale, thin plastic. It's thin pla- it must thing. have, if that was a hot liquid. Literally, Polly looks at it and goes, Thank you. And then yeah. just put, deposited it to the side. And uh, she's busy emoting at Leo and there's two people knitting <laughs> in a thing. But yeah. also, directly behind her, <laughs> there's the gents' toilet. Yeah. And there's an, they've actually got. Oh, fair enough if you've got a gents toilet and they're blocking it out and everything that's fine but you don't get an extra to walk out of the adjusting <laughs> his flies adjusting his flies coming out I'm mean, sorry was someone having yeah. a laugh that, I mean, that, that, was, that was that, just... that was a bit odd I mean I, mean, was, I suppose it... you're going for are they going for realism is I... that cinema verite oh, would you no. describe oh, sorry, that you don't go for realism it's Howard's way obviously Howard's way is life and it's real life and yeah, it's, it's real set. it's all real it's, it's a drama do- it's a documentary it's a, it's a fly on the world documentary. Yes, it is. It is very much like that. So, um, yes, that that I felt. Yeah, the the direction on this episode wasn't great for, for that scene. So Abby's had the baby, had a little boy, and uh, Leo is very thrilled for her. And X, Y, and Z. Polly has. Is that the name of the baby? <laughs> thrilled. X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z. Yes, oh. <laughs> I think. I think this one's, this one's called William, isn't it? I think this one is. Um, but we haven't. We'll haven't find out in the next series. Next series. So Polly has been banned from seeing seeing Abby. She goes into the room, just tries to make amends, and Abby obviously is having none of it. Is having none of it. She's been a naughty cow, really. I mean, in fairness, it wasn't Polly's fault, and Abby should know that it wasn't Polly's fault. She didn't. It wasn't as though she lifted it up and flung her down the stairs. No. Anyway, it, Abby's looking forward to reenacting the nineteen sixties kitchen sink dramas, bringing up a baby and on a, her own, and a, a on, on her own in a bedsit. Yeah, I mean, sorry, that looks really miserable. But I mean, so Leo's being super, super supportive and being very lovely. So, so well, it's Leo, of course, he's being very lovely. Yeah, I mean, that's his default setting. His de- lovely Leo. Lovely Leo. He becomes more lovely in series three. Mm, yummy. Um, Jonathan. Oh, I don't know, but I, I, as, a, as a sort of hormonal teenager, Leo, Leo sort of clicks a few of the buttons for me. Yes, but as a as a as a mature gentleman <laughs> of a certain age, it's it's a little bit. It's more so. Ken Masters. <laughs> So we have a little bit more nonsense with regards to Charles Freer. Now, Charles Freer is stringing the poor yeah. Lynn along. I'm kind of feeling that we should have a bit of a panto moment every time you mention the the name Charles Freer. We should have a a mass chorus of boos. <laughs> Boo! Boo! Oh, he's playing. He's 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 playing a game and. 
basically Lynn is falling for every single avenue. She, he's playing hard to get, um, which is good, which is fair enough. It's sort of he's he is he is playing and and Lynn is just following her, him around rather than thinking right. He's playing me around. He's a he's a wanker. Um, let's move on. Let's get back into sailing. But I think she's just hook, line, and sinker for Charles. She's besotted. She's besotted with Charles. But I don't them. think it's necessarily for Charles as him as a person. I think it's Charles him as the package of the big house, the car, the money, the everything. What she, are you suggesting? She's a gold digger. I don't think she's a gold digger, but I think she's she's looking at... It's like when you have a really good Christmas present and where you, it looks amazing under the tree. It's got the ribbons, it's the wrapping. It looks amazing and you open it up and it's like a Tupperware dish or something. Um, although oh. Tupperware's quite good. They've got some really nice ranges in the Tupperware catalogue recently. Oh. Um, is, this, are, is this a little insight into <laughs> early Johnny's Christmas disappointments? Yeah. I wanted, the, I wanted the Lego fire station and I got an action man tank did you have action man oh i had action man oh well then i was thinking you just got the tank and you didn't have an action well man. i think when we were so growing up and so we went to hamlet's um and well uh, where else where else would you go yeah well harrods obviously yeah obviously uh um, and masons yeah the, the 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 department there wasn't very good uh but we went to hamlet's and um in the summer and there was this we'd seen change of the guards which was like a tradition in the summer we used to go and see the change of the guards and the sort of regalia and until they kicked out the changing room <laughs> yes no go away johnny no <laughs> stop fondling my hat <laughs> but it's very lovely um and i got taken to hamley's and because my grandma my grandmother always looked quite like the pomp and ceremony and everything so my grandmother took me out to hamley's and we went to so went to hamley's and they had the action man, but they had the uh, the Queen's Guard action man on a horse. And I was fascinated. It just looked as really stunning and sculptural. So I bought that. I was not, not interested in action man whatsoever, but it was just after seeing that and everything. And it looked really nice on my shelf in my bedroom. I really liked that because I had action mm -hmm. man. And he had the whole hat and everything. And they did buy me the um, sort of the outfit to change him into a cowboy because obviously cowboys and horses, because I used to like Bonanza as well. Um, but I wasn't particularly interested. I just quite liked the look of it. It was quite nice, aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. And then my grandma had it into her head that I really liked Action Man. Right, so you weren't you weren't really into playing oh, no. Action Man. You were idolising him on a shelf. Yes, I was idolising. And I, I didn't want the frigging tank. But I got the tank, and I acted like, yeah, that's lovely. Because you were a nice, polite, well-brought-up child. Yeah. Nowadays, if I've got something I didn't like, it's like, no, no, hate that. Take it away. <laughs> Have you got the receipt? Take it away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so Charles is being a bit of a yeah, but I think Lynn's falling for the package rather than the person. Um, but I don't think she's quite twigged that. I mean, she's she has a conversation. Lynn has a conversation with her friend in a very in a very cold looking swimming pool. Yes, and. Uh, her friend is saying, "All oh, right, yes, and you know, oh, so you're, you're sort of you say you landed well there and snagged mm. well." But rumor has it, yes, Polly and Charles. Yeah, so I mean, it's really good the way they set that up, sort of, because obviously with Polly well, having... ignore, ignoring the the element of exposition mm. that someone told me, no, you know, but it, I mean the whole plot devices of this, it is really setting it. Setting it up 
because the reveal on that storyline doesn't come until I think series three or four. So it is quite a we're planning it at for, forward planning. It is what you need I mean, for these long running family it's dramas. Phenomenal forward planning, and it really it, it really is. So Lynn is falling for it. She's been given a big bouquet of flowers, which looks hugely expensive. <laughs> it was really there was a really interesting scene with regards to um leo had come in and announced that abby's had a baby lynn looks at him thinking oh and he says it's not mine she said all right blah, blah, blah. um you'd have to have posted his sperm to switzerland really for <laughs> yeah, a and, in his, yes. and a jiffy bag <laughs> yes. the way the royal mail is at the moment yeah. god knows what would have happened yeah. <laughs> That, would, that wouldn't have really been very successful. So, uh, and she says, "Oh, you you could take these flowers, my second, these flowers that were sent to me, because she's obviously sort of she's it's dawning on her that she's being played." Although she's not just, fast enough, though. N- not fast enough. Not fast um, enough. So, so she hands over this vase of really nice roses to Leo. <laughs> so, and I think, okay, Leo's in Tarrant. Leo has a has a motorbike. And he's been t- passed over a vase with these gorgeous bouquet of flowers. In. Yeah. Fortunately, we never actually see him taking the flowers there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he must have a sidecar, but just never. We, we never, have a basket we never, on the, front, see the front of his motorbike. Well, just like attaches. a shopper. <laughs> like a shopping basket. <laughs> does, does, he have, <laughs> does he have ribbons from the, the handlebar? <laughs> Stabilizers. <Yeah. laughs> so I find that really kind of that, 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 that yeah. and because it's a contrast to the rather miserable bunch of flowers that uh, leo brings abby in the hospital but Ab- abby's trying to look oh, it's, we, the small simple things make abby happy like leo <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a little bit naughty <laughs> but it's christmas <laughs> it's Christmas. If you are listening to this other season, it's nearly Christmas. We, <laughs> we, can have fun, we have fun at Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, so we've got that that story which is simmering along. We'll, we'll part that a little bit. Yes. There's a whole there's a, that the, 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 the sort of the before limb. it gets exciting. Because we have to leave that because that's the cliffhanger. But Charles, Charles is being a bit of a wanker, really. He, he, he goes to the. He, he, we have a, have a scene of him walking around his country home, which is meant to. In fairness, last week, last week's episode, it was going to be ready in like a month. And had extensive renovations, and it looks freaking awful at yeah. the back. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, they're walking across a garden. It looks See, like that's it, that's a metaphor, though, isn't it, for Charles? Looks great, great at the front, and looks shit at the back. <laughs> Yes, probably. But is that too deep? It's just too deep. Is it too deep? Uh, so, <laughs> deep as a puddle. Um, so we've got Charles giving instructions to Samantha. Samantha probably on this episode has more. His assistant has more lines. We don't, we don't really know who or what Samantha is. Though. I think Samantha, we know he's. We know he's. She's. She's not his secretary. But, but then. It, but then. She kind of answers all the answers phones. the phone. I think maybe he's probably got a secretary that does all the business bollocks uh, and organises all the business meetings. Is, is she his social secretary? Oh, think? maybe. Well, well, she seems to be answering all the telephone calls for his direct attention. Oh, it's personal. It's personal. Yeah. So it's personal. PA. PA sweetie. Um, without a typewriter. PA. 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 And PR. <laughs> so. Uh, 
she's there with a notepad. Yeah, at, uh, like a policeman's notepad. <laughs> a policeman's notepad. Me making a note. With, a, with a chewed pencil. <laughs> a chewed pencil. And uh, say, oh, blah, 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 business, 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 business. And Charles says, I'm going to the club. And I'm going to my club. I'm going to my club. Um, don't answer any calls. I'm unavailable. But if anyone phones, if Miss Gardner phones, um, take her call. But say so just sort of delay everybody else. Um, and obviously, there's we see a various sequences of Lynn trying to get older. Charles Devere is talking to some Charles Devere. Charles, sorry, <laughs> Tamara Bourne. <laughs> Bertie, where's Bertie the, <laughs> the dog? <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, he's and then we, we have a nice scene of him sweating a little bit playing tennis. Yeah. He does look, in fairness, he does look really good in tennis whites. Yeah, well, so when when he said, I'm going to my club. I imagine like some gentleman's parlor. Yeah, you I know, thought, with, like wood panel walls and, and people leather, smoking Leather wing chairs and elderly uh, butlers and white. Coats, and yes, stuff with like. silver trays, yeah, with brandies yeah. on. I didn't. I, I wasn't imagining a tennis club. No, but it's, it's well, it's a tennis club and it's also a golf club as well, because say because after we went right past, I think that's tennis, all. That's all. That's all a bit too convenient, though, isn't it? Well, maybe I mean, it's a yacht club that's got a golf course and yes, <laughs> it's just tennis court. Just do it. Just go over the jetty there, sweetie. Tennis courts to the right, to the left. Avoid them. <laughs> yeah, and there's the, a the shooting range, <laughs> the squash court, so, the, a few basketball hoops. So there, he's he's and then he's he's he's, he's all sweaty. He's sweaty, and Gerald. It's like he, he goes to the club to play a game of tennis, which is it's more like leisure, and he's got loads all his business things to do. And then he, Gerald arrives with his suitcase or briefcase, sorry, and says, "All right, we've got a meeting." And not looking too too thrilled about being there i think no i think gerald is his very business we don't see enough of gerald in this episode we don't see enough of gerald generally because i think he's such an interesting character Him there's only 45 minutes in an episode though and there's a lot going on i know there's a lot going on but say and but his storyline kicks off a bit in later series so doesn't it <laughs> it goes a little bit bonkers but it's very good but um so we've got Ger so gerald meets up and is talking some business bollocks um and they're asking so the it's a marina development it's a marina it? development um and it becomes very apparent that they're stringing ken masters along. yeah so what we've we've is is this before or after ken's had his his meeting with the only merchant banker in the whole of the south this of is before because ken is ken has a meeting at the golf course which, which apparently I'm, is the same place. So it looked very, it made, it made, did look very similar. Very, very similar. Did look very um, similar. So because Ken is having luncheon with uh, Sir John, um, but he but Charles says, "Oh, push back this meeting, blah 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 blah, to this blah 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 blah," and then phone Lynn Lynn Howard and say, um, "We're going to have to delay our our dinner um, again." Again. Again. Um, well, he he doesn't go again and rolls his eyes. As no, I, that was just me. I just make up some excuse about business bollocks. So I was like, oh, just if you want to let her go, just let her go, but don't string it out. It's just yeah, I yeah, that is very very cruel. I and mean, I am kind of like more Team Lynn here, as opposed to Team Charles. I mean, I think I become a little bit more Team Charles later in yeah. the series. Well, to be let, let's be honest, 
uh, so far, Charles is a little bit one-dimensional. Oh, one-dimensional. He becomes... Kind of three-dimensional. Three-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> With the special glasses. I know, they're amazing. Yeah. He's got very tight white shorts on then. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so he is just being a bit of a plonker. Um, well, I don't know if they had actually imagined to keep Charles in this theories because they didn't really put much depth into him. To mean that he might have been... He might have been an ancillary a, character. Right. And, but then they decided to take it a little bit further. Yeah. yeah, Because we won't really know that until someone writes the definitive history of <gasps> Power's Way. Oh, gosh. That would be a fabulous thing to do. I'll, I'll, I'll get my brother typewriter out of the attic. <laughs> Howard's way, how it affected my life. <gasps> Howard's way life, forever. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I've been diverted a little bit there. So, so Charles, all of that, that Charles bollocks. Um, we have a really, really sensitive sort of meeting between Jan and Tom in the Yacht Club. I thought that was really quite a nice scene. And it's really nice because you can see that there is that there's chemistry there and it's just that awkwardness. But they're not awkward with the people around them. They're just awkward with each other because they've got the difficult conversation to have. Yeah. Um, so he has a little brandy. He ha She has uh, a very disappointing gin and tonic. Yeah, I mean, very small, half measures very there. small glasses. It was just like a thimble, wasn't it? It was. And when you see our gin glasses, it's yeah. like, woohoo! Like pint pots. <laughs> I'll have a pint of... <laughs> a pint of gin. <laughs> pint of gin, please. Hold the tonic. <laughs> so, but, I mean, they're all very nice and friendly with everyone around them. But then they're having this really serious conversation. Lynn opens up... Uh, Jan opens up about Lynn, about not being able to get through, and about Charles... Playing, messing her around playing her um and yeah and he she asked if tom can go and speak with lynn um which she duly agrees and then ask for a divorce dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. oh it's so that kind sad. of came out of nowhere though didn't it it did and it's it's a bit it's a bit i mean if she'd had a conversation with polly or whoever previously saying I'm considering asking Tom for a divorce, then it wouldn't have been quite no. so surprising. No, I mean, because it doesn't look as though or we haven't got any in indication. Because they've only been separated for that long. They've only been separated really. for a brief period for of time. For 12 episodes. They haven't been separated for 12 episodes. 10 episodes. No, there's only about three episodes that have been separated. Because that's, okay. when, that's when we had the whole sort of yeah. boy, you're, you're, the boy yeah. being you're, blown You're actually up. supporting my argument, not... Oh, not yeah. arguing against it. No. So yeah. So they haven't. They've only been separated for three episodes. Three episodes. Apparently. Hmm. I mean, things obviously things weren't going well when he announced that. Over, I've, I've over got the redundancy. Trifle. Yes. She thinks she's going to buy another yacht. Oh no! I just couldn't possibly go. No, I've got no money. <laughs> so, <laughs> she didn't react very well to that. But apparently, in so when so this was all going out, and everyone, everyone was a little bit sniffy towards Jan, thinking it's sort of. Thinking, so everyone miss, uh, yeah Jan has the, the Jan Harvey's actually gone on record saying everyone blame me for the breakup of our of 
Jan Howard and Tom Howard's relationship because everyone forgets that Tom slept with Avril first. Very true. Uh, but I think because Ken Masters is one of those sort of marmitey type people, people naturally... What, a bit yeasty? A bit yeasty. I quite like marmite. You don't allow me to have it in the house, though. Because yeah. <laughs> it stinks and tastes. I love, I quite like Marmite. But I think it's one of those those things where you either go through a phase of having Marmite. I quite like Marmite and toasted cheese sandwiches. They're quite nice. But then again, so is banana and tuna. Very nice. There we go. Cookery tips. Cool. <laughs> cookery tips for cookery <laughs> So yeah, I just feel I feel I feel sorry for that. I mean, it's oh, it's just very sad. It's like big breakup, bit emotion. Yeah. So. But it but it propels the plot along, doesn't it? It, it does. Um, so I mean, that's it's quite sad, but it, it's inevitable that was going to come in. But I think the whole series would have ended up with those two getting back together again. Yeah. Because uh, and yeah, and I think that's. That's that's where the the, the series would have gone if the actor had if Morris Colborne had had lived. had lived. I know, so sad. So oh well. So back so, to the mermaid yard. Back to everything's, the everything's rocking away. After last week's business, 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 and flip charts, um, and impressing some manufacturing agent, they've all decided to have a road trip and go down to the mermaid yard to have a look at the boat. Um, yeah. So this is this is as. Uh, as yet unnamed manufacturing firm. Is it Relton Marine? No, I don't think no. so. Is it? No, I don't think it is. I thought Rel- Relton Marine was what uh, Ken Masters had, wasn't it? No. No, he has had Leisure Cruise. Leisure Cruise. Avril ends up being managing director of Relton Marine. Ah. Oh, I think Rental, Re- Relton Marine must have been something to do with Charles Freer. I think. Well, it is. He tries to take over Relton. We're, we're, we're spoiling future oh, no, episodes. We, we, that's right. Ignore it. So, so far, the business goes to the Chandler, Ken Masters Chandlery, Perry Plou. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so representatives of the manufacturers, they, they come down to the Mermaid Yard, and and Tom and Avril are very concerned about Jack, Jack and, and the terrible things that he might say. But actually, much to everyone's surprise, he launches into a very informative and, and passionate, passionate uh, discourse around boat building, and I think he pretty much impresses everyone, which is good because he is—he is a complete advocate of yachting and boat building, and that is really, really phenomenal. Yeah. And that comes through. I mean, yeah, he is a—he is full of bluster with certain things, but with regards to boat building, he does know his stuff. He does, which is good. So, bravo. Bravo. Well done to all concerned. Well done, Jack. Jack's still off the booze, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we've got the court case coming along yes. with Mr. Furbelow. Uh, From the changes. Uh, yeah, so what's his name? Dick Shel- Shellett. Dick Shellett. So, Dick's been a bit of a dick. Um, we have a few scenes in the... He phones the mermaid yard after hours and doesn't leave a message. I, I wonder what that is. was about. I, mean, I think they were just filling time, weren't they? Well, there's nothing quite like a telephone call to fill some fill some time. But I just wondered whether he's having second thoughts or or is feeling feeling something I about think it's been the a bit family, of guilt. a bit of guilt. I mean, I think there's a general storyline. Reaching out to Jack. 
I mean, their eyes meet, but I, mean, I was really disappointed in the court ca- in, in in the courthouse because you've got Dick Shellett with his barrister, um, is being primed and everything, and then you've got Jack and Tom, and they so I didn't think they had a barrister. Well, they they're well they do have a barrister, they're, they're, but the barrister's not in that scene. And Jack and Dick's eyes meet, but I would have thought there would have been a really a clash or words exchanged. But they just literally went to the court case together. So I don't know what's happening. What I were you know. expecting a big fight? I say, so if I was writing it, I would have had either some shade being thrown at least. We'll have a rap battle. Yes. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Boat builders extraordinaire. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad you weren't writing it. Or yeah. having a, like a street uh, dance sort of thing yeah. going on. And, and Dick Shellett will be bringing out all the girls, the girls from the escort agents from Kitty Galore's escort agents doing some sort of Kitty t- Litter, <laughs> Kitty Litter truth, doing some sort of synchronized dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we can all be relieved that you didn't actually write this episode. Yeah. This is Howard's Way the musical. Howard's. <gasps> Oh now, Lord. oh my oh, here God! We, here oh, that go. would be awesome. Here we go. <gasps> now that sorry, that would be pretty damn amazing. Howard's Way, the musical. <sighs> Gosh. Gosh, I am feeling slightly inspired because we did watch um, uh, "A Star Is Born" with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. In uh, last night. And Bradley Cooper. And Bradley Cooper. And interestingly enough, Bradley Cooper usually really annoys me. But I quite I quite liked him in this. Well, he kills himself at the end, so it's it's not spoilers. <laughs> well, I think. Well, I mean, I've not seen any of the other yeah. Star Is Born sort yeah. of thing. I mean, that's a character that that dies at the end of every version of yeah. Star Is Born. But you don't have to spoil it for everyone by saying he kills himself. No. No. You're such a spoiler, Johnny. But we it did it did take us on to the um, when we were watching that we watched an episode this episode straight after and. And we made the obvious comparisons. And we made the ob- obvious, ob- obvious comparisons. comparisons. And um, Lady Gaga is just a phenomenal actress. Well, she won an Oscar. And I think... Um, so we're, we're doing it a little bit earlier than normal, the recast reboot. Well, we, we, we began to speculate, you know. We to who spe- would Lady Gaga play in Howard's Way? And I say, obviously, in the recast reboot, I would do an intrinsic change uh, i think we have recast dawn previously but i'm recasting her again now and also in season four we are introduced to laura, laura wilde and i would played by the marvelous oh marvelous she... kate o'mara <sighs> we'd have to find an alternative role for kate o'mara oh yeah for the, the kate o'mara yeah but i would have well, we would do if she wasn't yeah, dead. Yeah, we'd, we'd introduce her as another sort of vixen-y like type yeah, person. If she wasn't dead. If she wasn't dead. Um, but I would have Lady Gaga playing Dawn and the role of Laura Wilde would be Dawn coming back after a two series. After going gap. to business school. Uh, and or, or, or doing some some sort of business skullduggery on, yeah. the, on the level of, of, of Ken Masters and I bring her back as the nemesis yeah. to Ken Masters. Having, having the South Sea's most successful Avon franchise or something like <laughs> yes, that. Yes, and Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> she revolutionised both multi-level networks. Tropic skincare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
We love so, a bit of multi-level so marketing. So I, I think do. because I'm we. Uh, yeah, because I think Lady Gaga because the, the, the character and as a star is born, she comes from sort of uncertain pop wannabe-ish or singer without that. that is, this, is this a star is born? You're yeah, talking about? Are you talking about? Your your new trajectory for no, Dawn. But I mean, I think I'd ha- I'd have Lady Gaga because Lady Gaga can play Dawn in the 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 Dolly Bird routine. But I think then she could also quite happily switch into switch. business bollocks. <laughs> and that would take it to <laughs> to how it's very musical. We could get her and say, look, you could use your back catalogue in it, sweetie. We could have a musical number in every episode. Yeah. How is way the musical? <laughs> Music and lyrics by Lady Gaga. <laughs> you can sing, sing the theme tune. <laughs> Write the theme tune. <laughs> How marvellous. You can tell it's Christmas. We are a bit giddy. And we've not even had a gin yet. We've not yet. had a gin yet. I know. Amazing. So, so anyway, we, so we've done the reboot recast a little bit earlier than normal. Yeah, but we couldn't stop ourselves. We couldn't stop ourselves. It's just like so much so, what else happened in this episode? So, we've had the court case. The court case, we don't know what's happened to the court well, case. Well, that's that's one of the cliffhangers. One of the cliffhangers. So, it, it, well, it's not vastly... To me, that really wasn't a big cliffhanger. I mean, it's the jeopardy of the mermaid yard. Yeah. Well, has, I think we can, we can safely assume that... Mind you, I suppose at that point, could we assume that the mer- maybe maybe the the whole trajectory of the story might have changed of the kicked out of the mermaid yard and so i mean it, i think when you you know with the benefit of hindsight you can say well that's not much of a cliffhanger but i suppose in the context of this being the first series of a brand new drama maybe yeah. it's a bit more cliffhangery than you think i mean, so when the series was done at the time the, the whole series was filmed and edited and it was packaged and put together so where nowadays series are half shot and then while they're 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 being launched they're still filming with howard's way they literally they filmed it and it was wrapped up before even even the first episode of that series was aired to be fair that is still a pretty normal way to make television you're well, I know you think about America, the, Ameri- um, the American yeah. model at the moment when you've got like a 20 episode story arc. Well, 20, you have the classic sort of 23, 26. They episodes. normally have a season hiatus and yeah. then it's either it's axed and then. Yeah. But they, they, they start broadcasting while they're still in production for the later episodes. Yeah. So. But yeah, so it's all. Yeah. So I mean, that, that, that the, the, the court case is going ahead and. But there does seem a little bit of doubt about um, Dick Shellac. 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 Dick, Dick Shellac. <laughs> I mean, his nails done. <laughs> Dick, Dick French Nailed Polish. Or yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to sort of cast some doubt on it because if they go into this court case thinking it's cast iron, mm. then it becomes a little bit unbelievable if you know it's if there's suddenly suddenly you know turns so so by by suggesting that there is there is a a, you know there is some doubt there's a bit of a loophole or whatever then i think makes if if that is in fact what happens that the the court case case gets thrown out we don't want to speculate (gasps) and spoil it for for those hard of howard's way but um (laughs) Yeah, so I get, it makes it a little bit more believable. I think that yeah. that there's a there's an indication of 
some doubt rather than this this is a cast iron key she's yeah. no chance of no chance of winning it so so we've got that also the, there was a little bit of doubt uh put in by the manufact the person that's going to manufacture the the new boat um or is interested in doing it i mean they have said that they are interested they're not said to the mermaid yard but in between the, the, the sort of the business bollocks yeah um they've said we don't want to lose this boat and the nerdy hooray henry that was a bit arsy in the board meeting last week um is a bit more arsy this week but less arsy and is offering offers avril a job as the secretary for the ceo yeah well, which pers- i thought was a bit of insult personal assistant to the, personal assistant to, to, to the, the ceo, CEO. Uh, asking about the business the business skills and what have you yeah Un- unless they're the the job description of a personal assistant is a bit more interesting than how i imagine <laughs> the personal tight, assistant in the <laughs> 1980s i'm thinking like nine to five i mean Dolly yeah do, yes yeah i, mean, I just thought yeah. I mean, that 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 uh, that is really insulting uh, uh, re- that is a really really yeah. insulting job offer um, well, I don't know. You over egg it. Well, no, it is. I mean, you're speaking to someone that's uh, that's uh, uh, an owner of a boatyard that has created a yacht, and she's done that all is of that, re- that, that is going to revol- revolutionise everything. Is super super organised and has done the pitch and everything, and is basically the CEO of that company. Offered a, an assistant job, which is pretty much. I mean, I know PAs nowadays have got a better rep but in the 80s it was a glorified secretary someone that's in charge of the photocopier but maybe the color photocopier of the, in that time rather than the black and white but i that that was really insulting and i can tell you're outraged i am i'm really outraged for admiral people jonathan is outraged i'm outraged outraged of nantwich, outraged of nantwich. but anyway Huri henry bloke has also heard on the grapevine that that this this court case is pending, which could have a obviously a significant impact on their future decisions, because if the mermaid yard ends up in a different and going to sh- to 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 Dick Shellet or whatever, then there's no deal. Yeah. So the the oh, that the, the business jeopardy is in 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 the sort of the the, the sort of like the the questionability area. Um, we have. Though there is something called due diligence um, that would actually suggest that the mermaid jar ought to already be having the conversation with the manufacturers about about this. So there's, or maybe that's just something that's come in in recent years. Probably it's like GDPR because it seems like when after we have the the story arc with Ken, Ken has a meeting with Sir John and asked if Sir John could help fund him with the marine development, and Sir John sort of gives him hope. Where he comes back thinking that he's going to be the master of the universe and is thinking about. But John it turns Lewis. out that Sir John is in the pocket of of Charles, Charles Breer. De Vere. Ch- Charles Breer. <laughs> See, you're trying to catch me out. I am. So stop I it. am. Sorry, I, I'll Charles stop it. Breer, stop it. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> I do love you, but no, we're not where it comes to how I I make my own slip ups in my own way rather than being forced to end them. <laughs> so. So I feel sorry for Charles because they're playing him. Charles, Ken. Charles is playing Ken. You feel sorry for Ken because uh, because Charles, Charles is playing, playing him. him. Um, cool. I mean, initially, Ken has been a bit of a wanker, and he was very much of a wanker when um, Jan says that she's had 
a dinner with a husband or lunch with a husband and say, well, here's is my husband and Ken gets a bit. <gasps> and then, But then she, when she tells him about the divorce, he goes, that's marvellous. That, that, that cheers him that's up. That's no But then, of course, up come Claude. Claude. Claude turn, he, turns up with his dodgy French accent. accent. And uh, he's, he's, he's got this business opportunity for Jan and Ken to get involved with involved Southampton. Southampton, Southampton, which is uh, a boutique. And well, it's not, it's not more than that. It's it, a whole flipping design and design studio manufacturing thing. In so where they can, all they need to have is a couple of seamstresses to, to run up the, the rough to run cuts. up the frocks. Um, so rough cuts for the frocks to to get sent away to get mass produced. And Ken is a little bit sniffy at first. Well, I think he would be, given that they're this is his money that they're going to be spending on. Well, to be fair, it's a pretty speculative it, it investment. It is. It is a speculative thing, but it also sets things up quite nicely for the next season. I don't. I don't want to do any spoilers. I'm not doing spoilers. Spoilers, doing spoilers. sweetie. Not doing spoilers. spoilers because there's an appreciation which goes between Jan and Tom with what happens next next Ooh, series. They're very <gasps> mysterious. I know. No, Secret good. squirrel. Oh, I know. It's all very exciting. So they ha- there's a business proposition there for fashion. Fashion. She's in fashion. Um, there's a little scene with Polly and Gerald. Yeah. In the so, so, so Polly uh, asked Gerald. Asked Gerald. To and Gerald admits Polly. he's not doesn't actually do much or know much with regards to Abby. No. Um, but she, w- but Polly wants Gerald to speak to Abby. Which is fair enough. Yes. So, and he says yes. Meanwhile, we've, we've not mentioned that, that Abby gets a letter. From Orin. From Orin. In America. So, and then it comes apparent that Polly's been opening the mail. And, and writing, and, and well, writing. telephoning the, the Hudsons. Yes. And, um, yes, and she's not too pleased about that. No. And obviously the Hudson's now aware that she's, well, I don't know, she wouldn't be aware that they've had a baby, would they yet? Well, they, 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 the Hudson's know that she's... Pr- no, no, they wouldn't do, because no, they, no, that's they're, true. it's the first time. Yeah, no, you're right. They, so, so that's a bit ooh. of a lie. Ooh. ooh. I know. Very exciting. Very exciting. So there's lots of drama. So we have the American contingent. I mean, I think that Howard's Way was, they were trying to... I know lots of people compare it to Dynasty and Dallas and things like that, and they did show it in America, but I don't think it had that. Well, it didn't. It didn't have the glamour, really. Not really. Not in the earlier series. Not really. It did get more glam. Yeah, but it wasn't glossy in the way that Dallas and Dynasty was. No, it didn't have the budget to be glossy. No. <laughs> it didn't have drafty breakfasts on a. On a, a oh, porch, swimming in swimming in swimming pools in April, which is very chilly. Yeah, not good. <laughs> so anyway, we're coming on to the big cliffhanger. <sighs> bum, bum, Lynn, Lynn, she doesn't know when to give up. No. Oh, she's very. She's. She, she keeps going. She keeps going. She keeps going. Yep. She's very so determined. She arrives at the jetty. It's a bit wet. Speaks to Samantha. Speaks to Samantha. She. She's going up to the yacht. Samantha comes off the yacht and meets her and said he's in the business. Blah 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 blah. Um, I can take a message and tries to assure her way to stop what's going on. Um, and then she hears the tinkle of female laughter 
And she barges past Samantha. <laughs> and Samantha goes, no, don't. No. And then pauses while Lynn goes way ahead. And then follows her, follows, follows her on the boat while Lynn goes down and walks into the cabin with Charles, Charles canoodling. canoodling in the bed under the duvet with Honey Gardner. Honey a trashy God. looking American. I mean, really, Honey Gardner. It's like that James Bond, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gardner. Honey Gardner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, they could have come up with something a little bit better than that, surely. <laughs> Hon- honey Gardner. <laughs> I, mean, I quite like it. I want Honey Gardner's own show because apparently, <laughs> apparently Charles married her because yeah. it's, it's I wonder if it's, it's, it's Honey Gardner on Twitter. <laughs> so maybe they're trying to introduce more americans to make the american audience more like more like it and relate to it yeah brits yeah maybe i not. don't really i don't really see it so lynn turns around shocked and then it's charles funny. is like so like oh hello lynn <laughs> this is my wife honey, honey gardner, gardner. <laughs> and lynn is so appalled by that terrible name <gasps> that she she the, runs off. Touch the vapours, then runs off along a, a wet a, a jetty. A wet, dark jetty. Jetty. And then she falls like six foot away from this Pipe. tap <laughs> coming out the jetty. It's on the water point. Uh, we think that she hits her, hat, her, her head on it, but she's she, way she's, further she's, away. Yeah, she, she's, she's, not, she's nowhere near it. And then we see her go, Splosh! 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 I know. And falls then, in the water. And then that is how the episode ends and it's another one of these closing episodes where you have the you have the written the, the, the written writers, credit the writers on credit. the frozen thing and also it's really interesting because you pointed out an imdb they actually used the scene for this episode for um <laughs> for of, of lynn going into the what's it <laughs> into the water as the as the, as the still well, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they have the image <laughs> Screenshot on our antique dust <laughs> social media pages. So yeah, this it, it was a full content episode, and it left so many cliffhangers. And, and people were when this first got aired. It was it. I remember reading the Express, and people were like, "Oh, you it's read be another episode." You read the Express. My grandfather <gasps> had the Express. So oh. my grandmother, my grandmother read the Mail. <laughs> You're not endearing yourself to me. <laughs> so grandma read the mail and uh granddad had the express so uh, oh. then we got sunday times as well on a sunday obviously because the supplements he used to keep he used to keep my granddad occupied when he was commuting to work <laughs> i think he wasn't driving no he had a driver hey. <laughs> shush I come from working class roots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan's working class credentials are impeccable. <laughs> we watch Coronation Street and everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, only to criticise the decor. Those ducks, really. What was she thinking? The, the mur- diorama. Wasn't the, muriel. <laughs> the muriel. The yeah, muriel. Speaking of, of horrible murials... The the whole kind of uh, wood woodland scene outside the Howards. Oh, window. the diorama's getting. It's on your really nerves, getting isn't it? on my nerves. It really, it really is. I'm I'm sick of that now. They should have had net curtains instead of actually that. 
no, this this was eighties. They should have had horizontal blinds or vertical blinds. Vertical no, blinds. No, middle class people did not have vertical blinds. Never. Okay. Office blinds were naff. They're naff. They've always been naff. Fine in an in a nineteen seventies office block. Not fine in a house. Broken. I mean, every time I go into, well, obviously, my day job is as a state agent. If I go into a house where it's got that, I clutch my pearls emotionally and said, "Well, they've got to go." And they normally do. Yeah, because you normally get your way. Always. When it comes to property, I always get my way. This is why I was devastated at the look of Charles Charles Freer's back of house, which is look looked shocking well it was all like st- there was like water stains there's water down the stains wall, down the walls there was just like cables down it and it looked I mean, mottled really, he wants to, he's gonna be suing his contractors they've done a really crap job and the windows look rotten it's like ugh, rubbish oh, no, atrocious atrocious horrified of nantwich so i love this episode obviously it's howard's way there was bucket loads of content there was a few nice little little um little bits and pieces we saw a little bit of kate not not much of kate yeah kate just, is very disapproving of charles yeah, we saw enough of kate to know that she does not wish jean and tom to be divorced no and and it's not all tom's fault it's not all tom's fault because um jan tries to introduce uh, kate to ken and she refute virtually refuses eye contact refuses to take his hand and and do that oh sorry kate yeah that was a bit rude you, you've got all eyes, but... But then hell hath no fury than a mother... Oh, I mean, she mother-in-law. Scorned. Yeah, mother score. Yeah, I mean, she's very Team Tom. Team Tom. Yeah, Team Tom. Yeah! Um, but, yeah, so Jan is not getting her own way with just having replacement... Sort of Ken to replace Tom. Ken could never, no. never replace no. Tom. Ken has his attributes. But Tom is... Tom is, t- Tom is Tom's ten a, times Tom, Ken. Tom is a steady Eddie apart from investing the entire fortune into the mermaid yard, which is on its uppers. But it was following a passion, and he had he knew it. He knew it would work well. We won't talk about the catamaran, though. Um, we'll, have plenty, we'll have plenty to say about that later. <laughs> so this is it, last episode. This is last episode of Series 1. Only five more series to go. We're going to be bereft for the next few weeks. No, so we do our tweet along at eight p.m. on a Sunday. We've got the last one of this one. Well, this Sunday, which is the podcast (laughs) goes on after it. So you missed it. You missed missed it. But hashtag cowards, where you can you can relive the glory. You can relive the glory. We share stills. We share little video bits and pieces. We um, talk general nonsense, nonsense and we and are get blocked by, by lots of people. Apparently, we've only been blocked by one person. Yeah, who, who finds the whole thing ex- te- extremely tedious. And to be fair, I think he does. He did have a point. But it's only for forty-five minutes on every once a week. But it's the longest forty-five minutes you'll ever experience. <laughs> it's not Howard's way is live. Yeah. So um, it, says, I, it says that on a T-shirt. Well, it might do soon. <laughs> coming, coming, coming soon to, coming Dod- to an Etsy store near you. Coming soon to dodgy retailers everywhere. <laughs> so um, I really love this. It it really sets up everything for series two, and which is just as well, really. Yeah, good marvelous. job there was a series. I mean, it'd be a really two. really disappointing if it ended on that episode. Yeah, that we'd be forever wondering no! what happened to Lynn, how the court case turned out. 
Uh, yeah, it did Lynn come out? Did Lynn come up for water for air? Yeah. Does the sign that the mermaid yards now say prop <laughs> de chalet or ar chalet? That sounds weird. <laughs> oh, 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 oh Freya Holdings. <gasps> who who Ooh. would know? Ooh. So, um, anyway, please have please rate us on iTunes with a five star review and all that. Blah 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 blah. Please yeah. subscribe. That's a bit minimum for five star review. We won't accept anything less yeah, than five adulation. Star. Five star. Five star. It shows your appreciation to Howard's way, not necessarily to the podcast, but to Howard's way. <laughs> Uh, we are on all social media platforms at, at Except Hunt TikTok. Dusk. Except TikTok. We have got a TikTok account, but I don't post anything on there. Um, but we are trying to perfect our TikTok Howard's Way dance. <laughs> we, we tell the entire story. Currently, it's just this, it's falling into water. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're trying to tell the whole story arc through the medium of dance. <laughs> it's a bit long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, got, we've got two left feet. Well, he is. I'm too right feet. Between the two of us. Not necessarily attached to the same body. Marvellous. So, anyway, thank you very much for listening this yes, year. Which thank is, you. This is the last episode for the Howard's Way podcast. Thank you. Thank you for making our podcast 103rd yeah. in, in, in the UK's sort of television podcasters I, know. I don't know how many are on the list i think probably 103 <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> but we were ever so delighted we're so delighted we're ever so delighted hopefully we can get to the top 100 yeah this time next year rodney uh so um yeah, yeah. well and we'll, we'll we'll um i suppose we can get we can get uh, bruno brooks to do the to do the rundown so we can get to number one <laughs> We just need to nobble the other podcasters if I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to we're going to do our own representation of um murder on the dance floor. We're going to, no- <laughs> going to be nobbling podcasters. <laughs> left, pulling right the plug center. on all the other podcasts across Britain. So, one by one. So anyway, dear listeners, thank you very much for sticking with us. We are coming back with the Howard's Way podcast from the first Sunday of uh, 2021. So we have five more series to go. We will be doing a little um, podcast on Children of Green No, which is a little Christmas. A little edition, Christmas, a little spooky Christmas a podcast. Spooky Christmas podcast, which we're collabing Club. with the lovely Retro Tube people. Because we love a collab. We love a collab. And we love Retro Tube. Yeah, they're fabulous. So in the meantime, have a very, very Merry Christmas. Have yachty dreams wherever you are. Have a Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year. And 2021 can only get better unless we have an alien invasion. Um, so anyway, it's so long from me, Jonathan. And it's goodbye from me, Rob. Farewell. Bye-bye.
been listening to the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. <laughs>